Betsy and Thomas here for the American Intelligence Media. Today, Thomas, we're going to decode a couple of tweets from the 13th, February 13th, 2019, and then on into Valentine's Day, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to you, dear. Well, happy Lupercalia to you. May you be the she-wolf that your he-wolf is looking for. People don't understand that Valentine's is really a Roman holiday. Oh, I thought you were going to go and tell us all about it. No, you don't want to know too much about it. It's so weird. Okay. Uh, um, look, at, look it up. Lupercalia. It's yeah. based upon the wolf because of Romulus and Remus were fed by a she-wolf. Yes. Yeah. So the first tweet is, the Senate Intelligence Committee, there is no evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Whew, don't you feel like the last two years was a total waste? <laughs> Uh, you couldn't have said it any better, Betsy, because let's let's just count it, okay? We know, we know that 500 people and over $50 million was spent on the first report that was literally did involve all the uh, intelligence agencies and the entire intelligence community, okay? To see if there was any mm, conspiracy, which there is no such crime, collusion or connection or payoffs or anything to do with Trump and Russia. And what did we get? We got a half a paragraph that said that Dmitry Alperovitch said that the Russians had hacked the DNC, and then he gave a little explanation, which was all false. And then they, that report said that RT, Russia Today, and Sputnik were the Russian meddling in the 2016 election. We paid all that money to find out that public Russian stations are supposedly meddling in the election well, that's stupid imagine what would have happened if they had spent any portion of this time figuring out if barack obama was really eligible to run for president of the united states you know well look his birth certificate his name his aliases uh his connection to the cia his wife being part of the cia the valerie Jarrett connection to the chicago mob oh my good god Uh, The Soros payoffs, the drugs, the cocaine, his uh, uh, male lovers who were uh, murdered, shot to death in their homes, uh, uh, with many people saying that it was, uh, you know, these were his lovers. These were Barack Obama's lovers were shot to death right before he announced his presidency. Okay, so just look into it, folks. And so Betsy's right. Now, let me just go on with this. Three public investigations. I named one of them. That was $50 million. There were two others. All three were made public. All three said no collusion, no connection, no conspiracy, no nothing. Oh, then we had to have what? Another one called the John Brennan Crossfire Hurricane Counterintelligence Against Trump throughout the election from July on president-elect, and now still the, it turned into the Mueller investigation, the special counsel, which is really a coup d'etat. And so, okay, that's four, four investigations. And what did they all find? Nothing. Matter of fact, they got so worried that the Senate Intelligence Committee that he refers to here, which was working harder than almost anybody else besides Comey and John McCain and John Brennan, they were all working so hard to find any dirt on Trump. When they couldn't find any, after all this I'm going to mention, they made it up. That's what it's all about. And the Senate Intelligence Committee was right there. Uh, Burr, uh, Warner, Feinstein, the whole group, uh, McCain, Kramer, all of them. Uh, the, the, the leaker, uh, Joe, uh, James Wolfe, and his girlfriend, who still has the very documents, that if we saw them, 
would, according to Nunes, really explain the whole thing. And she still has them, but we can't get them from her because she legally got she, she legally got them through sex, Betsy. So that we can't, you know, ask her to turn them back over to us. She paid for them appropriately, and James Wolfe went to jail for a year. He's the only leaker that, that anybody's ever found, though we know that in, leaking is institutionalized here. So let's go on. Then there's the two FBI investigations on Trump and his dad that Comey did ahead of time, and that was out on the FBI site. Then there was the Senate Intelligence Committee's investigation. They have found nothing now. They have worked so hard, hundreds of people, unbelievable amounts of time, all kinds of setups, frame-ups, you name it, everything they could possibly do, and what did they find? Nothing. And so then we have Comey's personal investigation from the, from the FBI, which then led him to use, upon John McCain's recommendation, uh, all of his uh, FBI assets, which Felix Sater, Franklin Furor, Sergey Millian, Christopher Steele, the entire British intelligence, uh, MI5, MI6, literally Boris Johnson, the British Parliament was involved in this. All you have to do is go look at their newspapers during this time. The entire British intelligence was involved. They set up entire... Uh, I don't even know what to call them, fake companies so that George Papadopoulos could be the head of them. And Boris Johnson standing right there with his arm around. George Papadopoulos, a nobody who never even spoke to Trump. That's how many people were involved. Richard Dearlove, Andrew Wood, Boris Johnson was right there. So now we have Adam Shifty says he has 85 separate investigations that he wants to conduct which will require interviewing hundreds of people when his committee, the House Intelligence Committee, has already determined there was no corruption, collusion, conspiracy, obstruction, nothing. So we are now going to go into absolute insane mode because why? This is the last-ditch attempt that Adam Shift, Adam Shifty has to try to find something impeachable so that Al Green's motion, which is ready to go on the floor of the House right now, based upon Trump being a bigot, which is not a crime, they're looking for anything. And the more they look, the more they're going to find out that the real criminals are right in front of their face. James Comey committed a huge crime because why? He signed off on national security letters and uh, the FISA uh, 702 Title I saying that Carter Page, he swore as the director of the FBI on both of those documents they that Carter can Page... lie. It's legal to lie in Washington. They can all lie. So he's just lying. He's not going to be prosecuted. He can lie to them. They can lie to him. The Senate Intelligence Committee can lie. They can lie to the people out in the audience. The audience can lie. It's just lies. There is no truth. And I'll tell you what, until we straighten this up with Matt Gates's bill called Justice for All, then nobody should be having any more hearings in the Senate or in the House. Now, that would be all true except for the national security letters. You're correct. The Title I's were an application to a court. So it was, in fact, a judiciary or it was, a, it was in fact, when a, an official interaction where they can lie. But he cannot lie in a national security letter because a national security letter usurps the executive control of the FBI. Well, Thomas, 
if it took us this long to figure out that they created a law, a, a, a law or a regulation, whatever it is, that it is legal to lie, don't you think that they may have put somewhere in there that it's okay to even uh, make one of these letters fraudulent, but you wouldn't be prosecuted for it? Well, that's a good question because it, when you're in D.C., the district of crime, as long as you are a politician or you're one of the elite, it seems as if there is nothing that you can be Have uh, we seen with. Eric Holder be arrested yet for Fast and Furious? No, he wants to run for president. I mean, ridiculous. And Hillary Clinton still walking around? After jerry-rigging, you know, uh, uh, districts on the East Coast uh, and running the bunker, you know, the house that we're paying for, you know, uh, that we built the big wall around for the Obamas, which the Obamas have been in what, once. That's where Eric Holder works. You know, that's where uh, Valerie Jarrett works. And basically... It, they're, what are they doing? They're running the Democratic attack for 2020. And they're no, doing a very, very bad job. No, but they're like a bunch of vultures waiting for the coup d'etat to be successful so they can come back into power again. Now, let's just talk a little bit further since we're already out in the weeds a bit. The FBI is now uh, being uh, pointed out that they tried uh, the 25th Amendment. They had suggested, you know, getting rid of Trump because he's crazy or wearing a wiretap. Rod Rosenstein, remember when that came out? And Rosenstein laughed with his rat face, rat. Oh, he just looks just like a rat. He laughed, looking like a rat, and he said, oh, no, I was just kidding. No, he wasn't kidding, because at the same time, the struck page text messages back and forth show that there was reference to assassination of the president. They went so far as to consider assassination. So don't forget, if you haven't been convinced enough that Comey needs to go to jail, look up, what is it, uh, the 26 uh, treasonous crimes of uh, Comey, an intelligence report we did. There's many other ones, but there's two dozen at least specific treasonous crimes that James Comey committed. And it doesn't matter that he was given immunity from the special counsel, Robert Mueller, because you can't give immunity to all of those things. So one way or the other, in all of that, there should be something that we can put James well, Comey in jail for. Well, that will be the new attorney general. I sure hope that he gets But you don't need going. to stand in line because Devin Nunes is going to be turning in referrals for a lot of people who've been lying in Congress for uh, quite a while. Now, let's go back to Adam Schiff. On the top of Truth News headlines, or uh, uh, our website, aimfortruth.org, we have some bullets. They're like little, you know, flashy bombs. You'll see them on the page that show you the information that we are pulling out of the minds as we speak on Adam Schiff. Look, he's a bozo. We need to take him out, people. Patriots around the country, you need to pay attention. We can take this guy out with the information that we have on him. Okay, the Gallup poll just announced that 69% of our great citizens expect their finances to improve next year, a 16-year high. Nice. Now, the thing I'd like to say about that is that's probably his um, popularity uh, rate at this point. They say it's 52. It just went up another two points recently, and that's before... Well, the re reason it went up two points 
is because uh, Pelosi and Schumer said not $1 for the wall, and now they're giving $1.3 billion. And that's just the beginning, and Trump will probably take that, and then he's still going to build the wall. And he, he already has other money coming from other places, Texas. He needs to get that money back from California on that train to nowhere. Uh, that's over $3 billion, and California owes that back to the United States government. Oh, we're going to go there in a minute. And as you know, I, I, I Californians... The good Californians, I love all of you. And uh, go ahead and get out before the sanctuary state, you know, uh, drops off into a immoral ocean. Because you really, you can't say that. People have homes there. They have businesses there. They just can't fold and move to Kentucky. They better fold because what they have is just absolute rampant chaotic Marxism, with illegal aliens being given more rights than citizens have. I mean, uh, Devin Newsom, his first act was to extend medical care to illegal aliens, which means that every single Californian and every American now pays. This one thing that he said on his first day cost billions and billions of dollars, more than the high-speed train. And yes, we should take that money back, and we should take back the money from PG&E's fake bankruptcy because we know that this complete negligence and has been for a long time. But don't get me started on that. The real approval numbers for Trump, as we have said, add 10 to 15 points. And so at 52, add 15 points and you get 67. And here's 69 for the people who are very clearly going to make a statement about economics and about their hopes for the future. And what they're seeing is they are predicting that in the next year, Trump economics is going to continue to be on a roll. And it's not like Obama economics, which was a permanent recession depression where global vampirism had come in to take over America. No, America is going is now optimistic. That is absolutely astounding in my lifetime to see that there can be political optimism, which I have never seen in my life. So 69% opt- optimistic about economics. That's nothing. Wait until the 2020 presidential vote. Well, can it get any better for Texas? Here in the next tweet, we have a report that Texas crude oil production breaks 1970s records. What's really happening there is, people uh, don't know this. I'm going to go ahead and say it, and it's because Trump's a genius. He basically told British Petroleum to get out of our waters, get off of our land. He told Dutch Shell, get out. It's ours. If you think... And if anybody thinks that fracking is the thing that's causing this, they don't understand. Trump didn't need to do any kind of deal to say, get out of our waters. Because he is the one who has to allow those deals to take place because they're on our border. And when you are drilling, it can be an attack against America. Look what happened in the last spill. No one even knows where that fantastic ocean of oil is that came off of that British petroleum platform that was using gear that had never been tested. And the security gear and the backup gear had never even been tested. And yet they were doing experimental drilling, which failed. British petroleum, get out. Dutch Shell, which is British, get out. All you other companies, get out. And guess what? We don't have to be sucking hind tit on OPEC for our oil and kowtowing to the OPEC oil dollar. We We don't have to be threatened by oil dollars, whether it's Russian or China or anybody else. We are 
the greatest producers on the earth of everything. And we don't need anybody. And here's my other nasty thing to say. And that's that China, we should be doing no business with China. Clinton got us into that. No one was doing business with China because why? Look at what they do with civil rights. Look at what they do to their people. They treat them worse than animals. Look at what they're doing to the Muslims in the Northwest District of China. Look what they're doing to all their people with social credit. They don't even consider them human. It's a social credit scoring, which we've reported on quite a bit, and which they fully plan on rolling out here in the United States. And that's a big thanks to all you Google employees for doing this to the world's people. You are to blame. You're the engineers that created this monstrosity surveillance system and are rolling it out with Google. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if if you tell me that somebody can be smart enough to get through college and get a computer science degree and they can't look at Facebook and know that it's fake, then they're liars. So you're exactly what you're saying and exactly what we've been saying. People in these weaponized CIA, PSYOPs, take over America companies, all of these social networks that know that they stole it from the IBM Eclipse Foundation because they know where the source code came from and it came from nowhere. No, it came from being stolen and given to the IBM Eclipse Foundation by James Chandler and by literally Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, literally Mueller, literally Podesta, literally all the very criminals we talk about all the time. Comey, uh, McCabe came a little bit late to the show, but the theft of patents is just the same old thing. The politicians put a toll booth and they tax wherever money flows. And And so what's happening with oil? We were giving it away. We were being vampirized. Now Trump is basically just turning the spigots on and saying, no, they're ours. We're not going to give it away. You're not going to vampirize it. And what happens? In two years, we become the world's greatest oil producer when we were, what, 10th on the list before? Or, Or I think even below that. So thank you, Mr. Trump. And thank you, Texas. Okay, well... You mentioned something about all this surveillance today. I want to go back to the Global Engagement Center because they've got someone they put in charge, a new person they put in charge over there. Her name is Leah Gabriella. And when I look at her background, I go, what is she doing heading up this program? She's supposed to be the head of the propaganda unit at the Global Engagement Center. And she was a former fi- a fighter pilot. And she was, she was a reporter for fake news. Why in the world would they put someone like that in charge of propaganda and disinformation? Uh, because they've already defanged the Global Intelligence uh, Center. It was connected to the Department of Defense. It no longer is. They've restructured the Broadcasting uh, Board of Directors uh, for propaganda. They've Trump has taken out the two paragraphs that allow propaganda to be used on Americans, even though Dan Coats has not stopped the surveillance. Well, why have the Global Engagement Center at all? Because it sounds good. Because it's it, it, it's it's the counter uh, point to what he did in Saudi Arabia when they started the uh, terrorist center there, and basically to say we're keeping an eye on it. But as you notice, that I'll go into great detail if you want. But in the in the 2016 election, 86 million dollars was given the Global Engagement Center, which they paid Strategic Communications Laboratory, the, the British, British, the same spies. Who meddled in the election, meddled in it directly through a U.S. federal agency, should have been, uh, 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 the, the Global Engagement Center used the highest 
form of technology that demonstrated, and they came out and bragged about this, so this isn't any kind of conspiracy or any kind of thing that we haven't already verified. I've given you all the names of the people, what they said, the dates they said it. They came out and they said they have systems that they can go across uh, a Google, Gmail, your Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, all of them, all at once, one query, and they can get anything they want. They can surveil anybody they want through demographics, logistics, and then target them and then basically attack them and change their mind, change their behavior. They say it's so easy to change the behavior. They were bragging about this. So now what did they do? Trump defanged that entire thing. He must be listening to us because no one even knew that the Board of Broadcasting Governors existed until we brought that out and pointed out the paragraph in the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act that said, according to Obama, that he could propagandized Americans through this very agency. Now, a separate agency has been separated out, and it is really weird. It's called um, misinformation... Well, I've got a job for Leah. Since she was a fighter pilot and she's going to be all into propaganda, I want her to start looking into the chemtrail issue because I think that the U.S. military needs to stop start shooting them out of the skies. They are clearly not U.S. military planes. They're not commercial planes. And they are spraying crap all over the citizens of the world. So, so Leah, that's your first task. Tell us who they are and start taking them down. And go to State of the Nation and Dreskel, just look up the company that does this. They have interviews with all the pilots, and they, they shift them around from station to station. These are not commercial flights. The, this is geoengineering, and it's not even run by the federal government. You see. No, it's not. It's, it's the British again. Yes, the Brits. Sorry to have to say it. When are we going to outright declare war on the Brits, well, actually, we've probably been in war with the Brits since the 1700s because we never really won the American Revolution. But we need to put sanctions on them. And, I'm, you know, we support the good patriots in Britain, but we have to stop the out-of-control government, the monarch, that has been running a 100-year-plus propaganda war on the entire world. It's because of their propaganda that we're always in the constant state of fear and terror that keeps these wars going. Now, the best antidote, I always say, for propaganda is education. So as you're listening, please make sure you educate and enlighten your circle of influence. This is how we can wake up from this horrific propaganda war. But let's start attacking Britain directly. What can we do? What could President Trump do to Britain? Uh, very simple, and it will happen as soon as he uh, simply uh, redacts, unredacts the redactions on the FISA warrant, because then you're going to find out that it was uh, Stefan Halper, who was actually paid by us to do this through the Brits, to use Christopher Steele to work with the Intelli Senate Intelligence Committee and to work with the FBI and DOJ, which had been weaponized by the Obama administration against us. So all we have to do is use what we could call British Spygate, and simply eradicate them from our intelligence network. And at the same time, then consider them to be possible enemies in all realms of commerce. The monarch and the British government are our enemies. They have been waging a propaganda war that has put us into more war. Yes, they are our enemy. Well, yes, and they control the patent office through Circo. They control... Yes. Our they information, have, our intelligence. They took leader technology patent, ran it through Facebook, and now Nick Clegg, he's ahead of it. 
He's a Brit. He's on the Privy Council, and he's running Facebook. And Richard Allen and others have come over literally, literally the uh, second person in charge of Parliament has come to take over Facebook to make sure that the propagandizing here makes sure that Trump doesn't get elected in 2020 because the globalists, the vampirists, the economic vampirists I keep speaking of, if he gets elected again, it is the end. Right now, globalism is crumbling, but it is not, you know, it's in free fall, but it hasn't hit the bottom yet. But it will, and uh, what we're predicting is very clear, get British out of everything American. They are not our friend. The Five Eyes are not our friend, and we are not a Commonwealth nation being controlled by the United Kingdom. Well, they think we are, and every country in the world needs to be awake to what the Brits are doing with this propaganda. Uh, Moving on. California has been forced to cancel the massive bullet train project after having spent and wasted many billions of dollars. They owe the federal government $3.5 billion. We want that money back now. Whole project is a green disaster. Now, mind you, we've already pointed out that uh, Feinstein, Pelosi, uh, Maxine Waters, and the other corrupt Californians all made money. Shift Shift is California? I should have realized. They all made money off of this bullet thing by uh, notice that the fires in some cases were at the initial beginnings of where this bullet train was going to go. And those people's homes were then bought for pennies on the dollar. And then they were going to be used. The prices are going to be jacked up and then they were sold to this project. That's where the money went. The money went to real estate speculators who were part of PG&E's fire attacks on California. And so what Trump was saying, why is it that you don't take care of your forests? Why is it that you allow these wildfires? You don't have any barriers. You don't have this. You don't have that. They don't do anything. Every single year, California costs us billions, tens of billions. As I said, Devin Newsom, first act was to give medical costs for illegal criminal aliens, which estimated, people estimated, was in the tens of billions of dollars. They never, ever have a balanced budget, and they always take the FEMA money, and they always have disasters, and those disasters could be fought by simply, not fought, they could be remedied by simply having proper building codes, proper use of water, proper use of their resources, proper use of federal law, which is to say there is no such thing as a sanctuary city. There is no such thing as a sanctuary state. There is no such thing as open borders. And as far as I'm concerned, and this may sound a little bit harsh, but since we know that millions of votes were cast by illegal aliens, criminal illegal aliens in California, in federal voting, as well as state voting, because as soon as you get a Department of Motor Vehicles license, as soon as you get a car license, you get the right to vote in California. It doesn't matter that you're a criminal illegal alien who's killed people and been in and out of jail, who ICE, who the sanctuary city uh, law enforcement agents allow you to go back out onto the street so that you can vote and kill people. No, here's what I say. Until California can prove that they are not using literally millions of criminal legal alien votes, we need to cut them out of any voting, which means cut them out of all federal funding. Well, they can vote all they want, but their Congress people and their senators should not be seated in Washington if they can't get control and validate 
the election results. Now, the Secretary of State, I would assume, is doing that validating in California. I'm not sure exactly how California works, but whoever validates that election should be held accountable for its um, honesty and integrity and fairness. That's why George Soros spent more money in this last election for the Secretary of State for each state than any other thing that he spent his money on. Because, yes, if you can get them crooked, then you can uh, make sure the votes are crooked. And you're absolutely right. Don't seat them. Like the Brenda Snipes down there in Florida. I mean, just outright cheating. Yeah, so don't seat them. Yeah. Don't seat them and don't take their votes. And then don't give them federal funds. Now, as we know, at the beginning of Trump's campaign, uh, administration, excuse me, he said, sanctuary cities, no certain types of federal funds. And the courts fought that. No, just don't pay them. Who cares what the federal courts say? Don't pay them yeah, either. Let the federal courts we, figure it out themselves. We need to close government for mm-hmm. the federal courts. Just close the federal courts because we don't need most of them. They're fake. They're oh. liars. Oh, the corruption in the court system is awful. And I don't know why we always stop short of a court decision and why we just don't barrel right through it because the courts are so corrupt. I mean, look at Amy Berman Jackson, who is sitting there being the judge. For the Roger Stone case. The conflicts of interest are so huge. How can anyone not call out this and have her recused? Oh, where is Justice Roberts? Oh, you mean the guy that put the 11 corrupt FISA judges on and supervises them and who put a check? Yes, Barry Sotero, oh, excuse me, Barack Obama qualifies in full to run for president of the United States. Our system, our judicial system is so corrupt that it should simply be closed down. We should close down the federal Where's courts. Where's Ruth Ginsburg? We, Why we, don't we see where she is? You mean that her family doesn't have an iPhone to take a picture of her, to send out, to let us know how she's doing? They don't even have that, Thomas. Oh, oh no. We, we, the, the Supreme Court has have been so sullied now, and we don't, I don't even want to go into how bad it is, but literally Supreme Court justices have been killed. And let's not forget that. It was right in front of everybody's eyes. We had the evidence. And what, what happened? Nothing. And so the corruption was so rampant and lawlessness was so rampant during the eight years of Obama that everyone did whatever they wanted. And now they're surprised when someone stops them and says, excuse me, that's against the law. And they go, oh, what, 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 what? what? It's against the law. But I, we've been doing this for a decade now. What are you talking about? And that's the part that is what I call institutionalized, the institutionalized leaking, the institutionalized lying, the institutionalized perjuring, the institutionalized criminalization of the DOJ and FBI and their treasonous actions. That isn't uh, politicalization, Michael Horowitz. It's called treason. And if you can't see it, then you're part of it. Because anybody can see it. We have the evidence. Speaking of treason, let's move into the last two tweets. I'm going to read them together. Disgraced FBI acting director Andrew McCabe pretends to be a poor little angel when in fact he was a big part of the crooked Hillary scandal and the Russia hoax. A puppet for Lincoln James Comey IG report on McCabe was devastating, part of insurance policy in case I won. Many of the top FBI brass were fired, forced to leave, or left. McCabe's wife received big dollars from Clinton people for her campaign. He gave Hillary a pass. McCabe is a disgrace to the FBI and a disgrace to our country. Make America great again. 
Now, McCabe, of course, was fired, and he didn't get his retirement. And as an SES member, that's a big retirement. So he's in, of course, a grand jury indictment. He's in a uh, grand jury impaneled uh, case, and we don't get to hear anything out of that, do we? Every day we get a report out of the Mueller case, which should mean the case is abnegated and should be closed. But mm, no, we don't hear a word out of Andrew McCabe's. But here's what we have heard. And so we'll just repeat this, and that's what President Trump is doing. He's basically saying that McCabe, who is in this grand jury indictment for because Horowitz found him to have a lack of candor when, the F, when he was questioned, a lack of candor. That's called a lie. It's called treason. It's called institutionalized leaking. We know that McCabe was the person who approved Strzok and Page mm-hmm. as having institutionalized leaking through Devlin Barrett. I mean, it was institutionalized, folks. They talked about it again and again on their text messages about how effective and how quick it was. And Andrew McCabe, Andy, as they always called him, he was the one who ordered it. So where is Horowitz? Horowitz is missing in action. Huber's missing in action. They have done absolutely nothing except to say that McCabe had a lack of candor. And we predict that probably very little will happen to Andrew McCabe because Andrew McCabe was a Hillaryite. Andrew McCabe was protecting for 10 years when when Robert Mueller was the head of the FBI. Remember, Andrew McCabe was in charge of all things Russian. So not only did Robert Mueller deliver the yellow cake uranium from our uranium, that's our uranium enriched at Oak Ridge, and it was delivered by Robert Mueller so that Putin saw what he was buying. Well, it was Andrew McCabe who was covering for Uranium One for 10 years. So Rossatom's agent in America, 10X and 10M, was covered. And so the, the guy who ran 10X basically extorted our nuclear power plants throughout America for 10 years. They planted 10 spies, one who they said was, I forget what the exact words, one inch away from Hillary Clinton. So the Russians were probably getting every single thing that Clinton did also, as well as the Chinese. But Mueller and McCabe were a team. They covered for the Russian uranium. They were part of the Russian uranium paying through Rosatom and through uh, Frank Justra, $145 million in one case to the Clinton Foundation and $200 million to the Clinton Justra Sustainability Fund in another case. $345 million, Andrew McCabe was there. And we know this because Jonathan Weiner witnessed it. We know it because William Douglas Campbell, who was on his deathbed and, and no one wants to interview him, no one. He's the one they put the gag order on. He was the one that Mueller used as his spy. That was a Russian asset spy for the FBI through Mueller who spied on making sure that 10X didn't go too far, but never stopping them for 10 years knowing that there was extortion, there was everything, manipulation, there was uh, black market sales of uh, uranium. Uranium left this country, went to Canada, and then went to our enemies. You name it, it went on for 10 years and of course, Stroke, Peter Stroke and his family are, are have been part of that. So anything uranium and stealing uranium, and uh, that was all Stroke. So Stroke knew about that also. But anyway, when you're talking about the Hillary scandal and the fact that McCabe was basically the person in charge of looking at this, the emails, uh, Hillary's emails, Hillary's server, the supposed breach, 
uh, looking at what they call the midterm exam. That's what they called that one. Looking at Hillary's Clinton Foundation ex- uh, uh, investigations. There were at least three of them, possibly four, and now there's a fifth. Those were all open and closed by Andrew McCabe. No, nothing was ever found. And don't forget that uh, along with the funds that came from the Hillary Clinton Victory of, um, Fund, which came to Jill McCabe, Andrew McCabe's wife, during the time that he was supposedly in charge of all these investigations of Hillary, that Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, a member of the Clinton Foundation, a founding member, Terry McAuliffe, the governor, made sure that hundreds of thousands of dollars also was added to Hillary's so that at the end, Jill McCabe had over $750,000 donated to her to run for office and she still lost. But anyway, what we need to know, understand now, if we want to understand where things are going, it was James Baker's Bruce Orr's and others who had behind closed door congressional investigation hearings where they answered questions that have now been leaked. And some of those are now basically public knowledge. And so when you go to James Baker, as we told you, the first domino to fall would be a lawyer. And we have said James Baker could be the first one. So James Baker's testimony is what has revealed these things about Rod Rosenstein, wanting to put a wire on Wad Rosenstein, uh, the 25th Amendment, getting Trump out because he's crazy, going to cabinet members to sound them out to see if they would do that. And then his people directly underneath him who were running the whole thing, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and Agent 1 and Agent 5, talking about assassinating the president. And those are the text messages they allowed to come out. So really, when it comes down to it, McCabe, is as slimy as anybody can possibly be. And what we're probably going to be seeing here very soon is that he gets slapped on the hand for having a lack of candor. But we hope that Matt Gates and uh, Rand Paul's efforts to put forth bills to hold people accountable for their lies in a congressional testimony will stop this kind of nonsense because we have just seen so many lies and we kept asking ourselves, why did they perjure themselves? Why did they perjure themselves? And it was only really Betsy talking with Michael McKibben, who one day just said, and I was here, I heard this conversation when she says, well, bring out that law, you know, that you've brought for us. Can, can, who can lie to whom? And so we looked up the law and we we're looking at this going, holy Lord, anybody in any kind of hearing whatsoever that knows this law can lie and get away with it. And that's why only people who don't know that law, like a Roger Stone or a Manafort or a Gates or even General Flynn, you can lie before a special counsel. You don't even have to testify. And so Michael McKibben wrote out a beautiful letter with some help of other people and, and lawyers to say, if you get called to Adam Shifty's stupid House Intelligence, uh, what is this, 8th or 10th or 12th witch hunt? Just say no and say as soon as the lies of those people who have already lied before that committee are considered perjury and they are held accountable and they are indicted and they are held accountable, you're not going because you've seen that other people who lied, they're going to jail like a Paul Manafort or possibly a Roger Stone or, or a Corsi or others. But no, Hillary lies in Benghazi. Comey lied about everything. Andrew McCabe's lying. Oh my gosh, he lied so much. So many lies, so many lies, and yet what happens? Nothing happens to them. 
Horowitz hasn't indicted anybody for lying, now has he? Why? Because he's a liar, and lying is legal. So, folks, if you are one of the ones, like they're going to get, at, they're going to go after Ivanka, they're going to go after uh, uh, Don Jr., they're going to go after Jared, they're going to go after everybody. Shift is Shifty is going to do subpoenas and all of them. They just need to say we no longer wish to participate, and then use Michael McKibben's letter, and or basically realize you have the right to say no. Okay, and I'll have that letter and also this uh, twenty-eight treasonous crimes and some of the other goodies here. Um, and one other thing I to say, you, and then I'll be quiet. No, I want you to, before you uh, go today, I want you to talk about Omar. Oh, yes. Well, Brian Pagliano, he decided he wouldn't testify before Congress. If he did, or if the FBI would simply interrogate him properly and arrest him, he knows everything about the email server. He was in charge of it. How can he decide not to testify and yet... A Manafort or a Gates or a Stone go to jail for it. Now, when we talk about the radicalization that has happened in the Congress, and that's what Betsy wants to talk about next, when we talk about Ilhan Omar, let's go back. Trump wouldn't have said what he said without having really, really a strong foundation to say that she should step down from Congress and or at least the committees, the uh, the committees that she's been placed on because of her absolutely rabid foaming at the mouth hatred of Israel, both in Congress and outside of Congress. He said many things outside of Congress, which are basically the very things that are said by radical Islamic jihadists. These are Muslim terrorists. These are the same words that they say, and we have this in Congress. The lady who wears the hijab against the law, you can't wear a head covering in Congress. That's the law, but she gets to. Let's remember She came to the country illegally. She is a criminal illegal alien. She came under the auspices that she was married to her brother. Well, you can't be married to your brother in America. And in her country, that means a lot more, and I'm not going to go into what all that means. But let's just say that that's disgusting. And to allow a congressperson to have basically broken the law used the loopholes in the law, lied, married her brother, then divorced him so that she could become a citizen, so she could become a congressperson, so she could then call the president names, say she wants a jihad on the presidency. Folks, a jihad means murder. She said she wanted to murder the president in Congress, a jihad on Trump. And she said it in Congress, out of Congress. She said it everywhere. That is a threat. And we have to take that threat very seriously because where is the Global Engagement Center? They should arrest her for that because that is a domestic terrorist. Not only that, she illegally got in Congress somehow. And then someone said, how did she get there? Well, in Minnesota, that's where we shipped a lot of Somali uh, radical Islamic terrorists. So there are certain states and certain cities and certain places where we have, and we mentioned this last time with Christopher Strunk, there are at least a dozen places where we have jihadist activity, where Muslims have automatic weapons and they're being trained how to use them just as if they're in Al-Qaeda or ISIS here in America. Nothing happens. How does that happen? Because the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the CIA aren't doing their job. They're busy covering up their crimes. So... Ilhan Omar, first off, 
I don't even know if that's her name. Second off, you're not a citizen. You broke the law. You're a criminal. Third off, the things you said should put you in jail, not just get you kicked out of Congress. And fourth off, I find it insulting that a radical jihad believer is in Congress and allowed to speak and that Nancy Pelosi doesn't stop her. This shows that Nancy Pelosi has no control over Congress, except that through the money that she gives them, through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, through the leadership of the Democrats in Congress. So she doesn't have control of them, and she doesn't have control of certain districts. And if you look at Rashida uh, Tlaib, the one who called Trump an MF, the one who's also basically declared jihad on the White House in America, another one who hates Israel, Another one, and I don't care about the hating of Israel. You can say whatever you want until you declare war on America. When you declare war on America and you are an elected political official, you need to go to jail because what you're preaching is sedition and treason, period, outright. No two doubts about it. Now, you can be crazy like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but we love her and we love the Green Deal. Because anybody who could vote for the Green Deal shows they have no intelligence whatsoever and they have been simply manipulated into voting. They are so stupid that there's really no name for that type of stupidity. Read the Green Deal, folks. I'm not even going to go into the detail, but, you know, rails don't cross oceans. You can't kill all cows at once. The, there's more methane being released now by methane drilling than all the cows in the world, you silly, silly person who did no research. There is no climate warming, and now you call it climate change because we now have climate freezing. <laughs> and so that's going to be also now rolled into Al Gore's prediction that in, and Al, Al Crazio's prediction that in 12 years, we all die. Okay, we're all dying in 12 years because of climate change, because of her uh, and, and her prediction. This Green Deal is the best thing that ever happened to the Republican Party. Anyone who would believe in it, and they're going to do a vote in the Senate now, and so any Democrat who votes for this, and most of the uh, people, I don't know, what are there, 20, 30, 40 people running for president for Democrats who have at least stated they're interested, that's going to determine whether or not they get into the final run. If you don't vote for this socialist piece of anarchy, this piece of fascism, this piece of chaotic Marxism, then you're not going to probably be on the ballot. I mean, you have to be crazier than Bernie this time. You have to be crazy as Ocrazio this time. You have to believe in the Green Deal. You have to believe in global warming, open borders. Folks, I say it and I say it again, and I doubt that there's 10 people in Congress who's a Dem- who are Democrats who have read the Russian dossier, because if they did, they'd realize it's a piece of garbage. From the first sentence on, if you don't laugh, you're an idiot. And you know it's not anything to do with intelligence. You know it's complete, it's not even a cartoon. It, it's, uh, it's written on a fifth grade level, but now if you look at the logic of it, it would take a th- basically a third grade level and nothing above that to believe what's in the dossier. The dossier is the direct political equivalent of the Green Deal. And we love it. It's like global warming. It's like Nancy Pelosi being the head of the House of Representatives. It's a beautiful thing. It's like it's like Nancy Pelosi and Schumer both swearing they'll never give one dollar and their new deal that they're offering up gives you know, over a billion dollars for the wall. Not one dollar for the wall, and now they're going to give it. And they even spell out the wall being exactly the way that Trump is building the wall right now. 
as we've told you all along, the wall's being built, it will be built, it will be finished, and whatever he does with their deal that they give him, it doesn't matter. He's going to build the wall. But if they give a billion, it shows that they're liars, and it shows that the 2020 Democratic platform has just collapsed. And that's what we've been telling you all along. The deal with the wall is the 2020 presidential election. And we're just happy that so many crazy people have come to the Democratic Party and that they are turning it into basically the anarchist party. So go ahead, Ilhan Omar. Go ahead, Rashid Tlaib. Go ahead, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Keep up the good work.